I'll tell you. If I had a son and he turned out to be a punk rocker, do you know what I'd do? Warning. This podcast contains hot takes, cliched opinions and strong language. Welcome to Records and Bats. Welcome to another B-side from Records and Bands. I'm Rob Jones. It's another meandering stroll down memory lane today, I'm afraid. I don't seem to be able to speak much about the present at the moment without reflecting a little bit on the past. Maybe it maybe it shows growth or something, but it's more likely I'm just stuck in the mid-90s. Anyway, do you remember when we were younger, when you were younger, and you were really into like a band or a scene... And all your mates are into it, and nothing else really penetrated it. Like you're into, like if you're into grunge or that mid '90s punk stuff, they were close enough to be in the kind of the same wheelhouse, and you didn't really stray too far from it. So, like, like I'd put Rancid on, and then my housemate would put Metallica on, and then someone else might put Therapy or No Effects on, and or something similar, and it would all just sort of fit together. And I'm pretty sure we all had our own little collections our own little stables of bands or or different genres that we listen to but for me it was pretty much what I like to call angry white boy music um then at some point maybe in a in an effort to be maybe different or cooler than your mates or well more likely it's going to be to try and appear a little bit more interesting to somebody beautiful. Um, You start to reach a little bit further, listen to stuff you might not do otherwise. So I'm pretty sure it was a, it was a girl that turned me on to Beth Orton, probably around 1997, 98, certainly between Trailer Park, her debut record and the follow-up and probably all time top 15 record for me, Central Reservation. But yeah, it doesn't really matter where, when it was, I was, I was smitten. If it was a love interest that introduced me to Beth Orton's work, then it was certainly a fleeting one. But a fondness for Beth Orton's music has stayed with me for like all these years. So what, we're nearly like 25 years on now. And certainly between then and maybe 2003 or 2004, when when her records seemed to come fairly regularly, um, I'm sure I saw her perform live more than a few times during those years. And... I was always, always blown away by her performances. As, again, as I've said on air a few times, I kind of fell out of the music scene, for want of a better phrase, once my kids came along. So I did miss a few Beth Orton records, but today, while I was at work, I felt positively hip and trendy as I listened to her new album, Weather Alive, which was just released at the end of September. So that's just over a month ago, so I'm proper on the cutting edge of new music here uh, to be honest i've been struggling to find the words to talk about it words that are better than, than wow or holy shit it's good at least because i don't know perhaps the best word i've come up with is mesmerizing so it's eight tracks it's about 40 minutes long and it just flies along as the tracks roll into each other in in a similar fashion to some of her early work. It just kind of envelops you in this like little warm pocket of chill. It's quite difficult to pick out any standout tracks because it feels 100% like a complete piece. But the title track is wonderful, as is Haunted Satellite, and Arms Around a Memory is really strong. 
I was going to say something like it's vintage Beth Orton, but it's it's more of a coming together of everything you might expect from her. And while it might not have a, like a standout single like Someone's Daughter or Concrete Sky or Stolen Car, as a whole, as a piece, it's it's almost perfect. I suppose the absolute standout part of this record is her voice. You know, it's it's always been good, but on this album, it's it's something else. It's it's strong and it's vulnerable at the same time, and it's simultaneously wrapping you up in a hug but leaving you slightly on edge. And again, with a record, it has this weird, like with a record as a whole, it has this weird quality of being completely hypnotic and completely engaging all at once. Fortunately, it was close enough to lunchtime to just sit on the bench in the park and listen to it with like no distractions. And one thing I did notice while in my little trance-like state, I suppose, was that I couldn't actually remember the last time I had made time to just sit and listen to a record and not just put something on while at work or driving or doing the watching up, but just sit in with the music which sounds a bit airy-fairy, hippie shit, doesn't it? But I ended up, if I'm honest, and hopefully my boss isn't listening, I ended up being 15 minutes late back to work after my lunch because I was just in my own little world. And like the half hour, 45 minutes, lunch break just disappeared. And oh, do you know what? Sod it. It's worth all that any bollockings I might get because this album is... It's just really, really cool. And to be honest, like the biggest takeaway for me might be that I need to find the time to just sit in the park and listen to some tunes from time to time, like with no distractions. So please, if you get a chance, check out Weather Alive from Beth Orton. It's a wonderful, wonderful record from a proper, proper artist. And one more call to action, if you like. Go and sit in the park with some records. Just and just listen to them for the sake of listening to them. Don't but don't worry about doing anything else. Just go and have, just go and have an hour sat doing nothing. If you can find a dry bench, be brilliant. Tell me how good is fucking boring.